It's the master of the execution and the king of pal. It's yours truly, Chris Lex, and you're listening to Overseas Podcast. It is episode 34, and we are talking to Sarah Feeney, also talking TLC. We're anointing the wrestling gods, and we are giving our Memphis wrestling moment. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I am Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. Let's get those plugs out of the way first. Be sure to head over to OversellPodcast.com and visit our sponsor, Amazon. We have a link right underneath the main player. And just go to Amazon.com through that link, and anything you purchase, we'll get a small kickback on. There's no extra fees or hidden fees. It is just you purchasing some stuff on Amazon and helping us out. The Christmas season is here, and you want to shop, shop, shop. Yeah. Do, does anyone remember that from whose line it was anyway? When they were doing the salesman? I oh, don't yeah. Know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Be sure you're also following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, and you can like us on facebook.com slash oversell podcast be sure you're following me on twitter i am at trope nuts s-c-h-r-o-e-p-n-u-t-s i am at one dangerous dan and i'm also on facebook dangerous dan matthews at wolf mike 23 mike we missed you last week i don't know if you got to listen to the show but we had like i did we I did. how, we how much control. control how much control did we lose that episode we had <laughs> none left about as much control as the grizzlies lost that night yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 met in the driveway uh, before you showed up tonight, um, and <laughs> Mike goes, "Yeah, I had much rather been here last week." <laughs> yeah, well, that happens. Yeah. Uh, so, I was listening to a podcast this week done by my friend Fred. It is the um, at what is it's the letter K Fabe Connection. You can follow him on Twitter at the letter K, Fabe Connection. It's the K, Fabe Connection podcast. Really cool dude. Very knowledgeable wrestling fan. Knows um, a lot of indie stuff. He follows uh, New Japan. He follows Ring of Honor. He follows Evolve and Progress and uh, I think any other wrestling company. Uh, he's really big into PWG. He loves those guys over there. Uh, be sure to head out there and check him. At, listen to him after you listen to us. Okay. <laughs> after, after after you listen, I just just giving you a hard in time that for, order. But he um he made it. He he said one small little statement that clicked in my head because I know I've used it once or twice. But he said, "Let's pray to the wrestling gods." Mm-hmm. So I started Good. thinking, like, who are these wrestling gods? And let's 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 anoint these wrestling gods. Okay. So how does that sound, guys? You want great to me? Let's this is just shot. now. Now this is just for fun. I'm not going to go worshiping any of these guys, just so you know. We're just going to have some fun with it. So I may. A few of them, at least. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that is your prerogative. I don't know. I got nothing. So, starting off, guys. Um, let's start at the bottom. Let's start let's at the let, bottom. Yeah, let's make the top one the last. Well, it's, well, starting at the bottom, you know, when you're a wrestler, you're usually brought in to be one of these guys. Who would be? Who would you guys say is the god of jobbers? The God of Jobbers. 
I'm going to say Barry Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was a bigger jobber back in the day than Barry Horowitz. I can think of one right now. I got to uh, go ahead, Mike. All right. I'm thinking Mikey Whipwreck. Um, but Mikey Whipwreck also got a world uh, tag team title out of it. Well, he never really. True. He never. Re- he elevated past a jobber. To me, when you ask me who the god of jobbers is, I got to say the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that dude. You know, that's what his job was. He mm-hmm. was to come in and make whoever he's wrestling look like $2 million, even if they're only worth five. Mm-hmm. And he did. And the yeah. Brooklyn Brawler is a very good friend of downtown Bruno. See? There you go. The so. so who do we want to go with? Let's do Bro- I'll do Brooklyn Brawler. I'll, I'll give Brawler his due. Okay. Writing that one down. Next up. It's, it's official. It's on paper. It's, it's on, on paper. paper. <laughs> we have anointed the there God of Jobbers. There it is. Uh, next up. I don't know how. Let's do. <laughs> do you not read your own writing? Yes, I can read my own writing. Let's do. This is such an incredible. To be a wrestler, you have to have these. You have to be able to do this. Okay. God of promos. Aha. <laughs> That's a good one. There's. All right. We're, we're talking. Of Actual all. wrestlers or let's do wrestlers. Okay, wrestlers. J- just just actual wrestlers. George uh, gave us his pick. I'll tell it to you as soon as well, we go get. ahead and go ahead and tell him. Yeah. Uh, George says Dusty Rhodes, which that would be who I'd pick. Hmm. Yeah, the Hard Times promo it, is still one of the best promos you will ever see. And if you haven't seen it, if you're a younger wrestling fan, mm-hmm. please go to YouTube.com and look up the Hard Times promo. If you if you want to get into wrestling and you want to be sure you know how to promo, you have to watch that promo. I mean, when he puts his hand up and says, everybody, bring your hand to mine, bring it to the screen. Yeah, yeah. You literally, mm-hmm. you almost, you don't, like subconsciously you catch yourself doing it like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, this is like 30 years old. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that, and I, I think I'm going to go with Dusty Rhodes as well. Ric Flair. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, you took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. Because <laughs> there was nobody back in the day going from territory to territory that could talk him into the building like Flair could. Oh yeah, you know, even when he came you know to what? Memphis and he challenged Lawler, he could talk him into the building. You know, and every time. You know what? Lawler wasn't a slouch as a promo guy. No, either. no, he was no, no slouch. I mean he he got you. T- he he got a lot of butts in the seats at the Mid South Coliseum oh, yeah. on his yeah. mouth alone. Mm-hmm. And um, and if if we got to mention somebody more current, The Rock, yeah, mm-hmm. it's Stone Cold, yeah, it's Stone Cold as well, and Chris Jericho, which I know y'all are gonna say <laughs> just me being a fan of Jericho, but he's seriously Jericho's a great good pro- on the mic. He's oh, yeah. very good yeah. on the mic, and you know what? What's great about Jericho's promos is when he first came when he came back with the lighted jacket of time, he didn't have to say anything. No. And he got heat. Yeah, got a yeah. wordless promo. <laughs> it was the <laughs> wordless promo. Not many wrestlers come can do out, that. run around the ring about six or seven times. Yeah. Get the Go fans the all back. hyped up, and then see ya. Go to the back, and there's instant heat. Boo. Hmm. So we're, but we're yeah, I'm sticking with Flair. You know, because there's just so many, so many interviews he's done over the years that you know, there's just you know, he he could talk anybody into a building. I think he mm-hmm. could talk anybody into buying a wrestling ticket. George asked in the chat room, but has Flair's promos of the past decade watered down his overall work? Of the past decade? Like, are we talking like 2000 to 2010? I guess so, yeah. Okay. 
Um, I would say no. I would say no. Not really. I mean, he... I mean, like, are we talking like his work with Evolution and stuff like that? You know, his, his work with Revo- Evolution wasn't bad. I mean, all he was was just an old man that just kept yelling "woo." Mm-hmm. That's really all. All he was. <laughs> what he was for the previous twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the reason I go with Dusty Rhodes. We we got Dusty Rhodes. You know, the son of a plumber promo was that the same? The son of a plumber and hard times was the same promo, right? No, no, no. Those are two different promos. Those are two different promos. I can't think of just a Ric Flair promo that just bounces right off my head like Dusty Rhodes. Well, that's what I mean. There's so many, though. I mean, he was the guy that went from town to town to town to town. You know, the only one that I think could actually come in a close second to him is Dusty Rhodes. You know, I would give Dusty Rhodes a very close second. But Flair, the consummate heel, talking people into the building, you know, you know, my my watch is worth more than you making a year, and this, that, and the other. You know, and coming out there and being the rich guy that talks talks people into the building. You know, what you writing? I guess, <laughs> I, I guess I'm gonna write Rick Flair. <laughs> I'm not winning this one. I don't think you are. <laughs> That's all right. Maybe also want to give props Piper. Also, yeah, yeah Piper's yeah. another Piper, oh. Piper's excellent talker. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Uh, also, I just came up with one because, and we're gonna call it the Messenger of the Gods. Uh, and but the messenger of the gods would be manager, mm-hmm. who would be messenger of the gods, and it, it, it's going to be either it's going to be a man. I want a manager. You want a manager? One. Yes. <laughs> so it's one of two people. Well, I'm thinking who? Heyman or uh, Bobby the Brain? I'd say Heenan. I'd say Heenan. I, I definitely Heenan. Man, you really wanted to pay money to see Heenan get punched in the face really hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. George says Heyman or Heenan. I'm going to go Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mm -hmm. And that's nothing against Paul Heyman, if you're listening, Paul, because you're a hell of a manager. But, like, Bobby. And we know you're listening. I know you're listening. You're out there. (laughs) (laughs) These guys in the Oversell podcast are great. Uh And that's my best Paul Heyman impression. I, I got nothing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go listen to the Oversell podcast. I and then he would yell it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Because uh, he put the Jew in jiu But, like, Heenan, Heenan was in a time <laughs> where he... <laughs> That's the greatest thing he ever said. Heenan, Heenan oh was God. also at the time where he was... He had, you know, four or five guys. Yeah. I, I wish Heyman could come back in a more... Better role where he was managing more guys like... Not just... Brock. Right. Like Jimmy yeah. Hart. You know, Jimmy Hart had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, was it. Was it? W- did I talk about that last week when uh, he when he did his Hall of Fame speech, and he looked back on the entire uh, on the entire everybody on the docket. stage. Everybody it, yeah. on the stage. He had managed everybody yeah. on the stage yeah. at yeah, one you point. Did. You everybody, did. you did. So yeah. You did. So just so you know, we're we're doing these as all time wrestlers, so they could be dead or alive, mm-hmm. just so everyone knows our criteria. Uh, next, God of Giants. Andre. Andre. Got to be. Got to be Andre. I'll go ahead and write that one. No brainer on that one. (laughs) (laughs) El Gigante, very close second. El Gigante. You you also had had King Kong Bundy. You know, Big Show. Big Show. Big Show is, for a guy his size, is is extremely agile. Mm -hmm. And longevity. Yeah. He talked talked one time uh, when he worked for WCW. He's like, they were in the practice ring. And they just wanted to see if he could do a moonsault. (laughs) <laughs> and he says he says uh 
Page DDP talked him into doing it. <laughs> and he's he he got up on the top rope and he said it was he they even put like a target down there for him to hit, you know, and see if he could hit the target and everything. He said it was a legitimate miss, but he <laughs> did a complete flip and, and, and landed on his stomach, you know, in a moonsault. So wow. I thought that was pretty funny. It was like probably something we'll never see him That'd be do scary to see in real life, you know, but damn. <laughs> George in our chat room says Oz doesn't count, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> and damn. no Oz. Always be remember you can join our chat anytime we keep it going while we're recording here. It's Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash oversell podcast. Get in there and chat. George gets awfully lonely in our chat room. Yep. We're here every Thursday. Yep. Next guy, next guy we got is the God of High Flyers. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to think on that one. You've obviously thought of this. Uh, Who do you have? I'm thinking Ray Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's... Uh, mm. Ray, Ray would probably be the good Sab- pick there. Uh, George says Jeff Hardy or Sabu. Mm-hmm. Sabu. Hardy, he took a lot more risks than, than Ray did. Yeah, but Ray, Ray, when he flew, I mean, he's just, he, he controlled his body so well. Ray Ray could fly multiple times. and uh, You know, Hardy was a one or a two move off the top rope right. kind of guy, you know? Um, so, yeah. Um, you got the Mexicals, you know. You have um, uh, who was it that just came back to NXT? Why is that name escaping me? Uh, that wrestled Tyler Breeze. Why? Does oh, it? oh. Um, See, now you're not going to be able to think of it either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looked like a Power Ranger. <laughs> Max Moon? No, not, no, 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 <laughs> not Max Moon. Um, wrestled over in Japan. Are you talking about Jushin Thunder Liger? Jushin Thunder Liger, oh. yeah. I wow, you couldn't think of that one. I, well, well, like I wanted, I had so many names like Juventud Guerrera going through my head. Okay, psychosis. You know, Laparca could fly pretty good for a guy his size. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put Ray or Jushin in there. Um, I'll go. I'm still hanging with Ray though. Okay, Ray, we got Ray, two Ray, yeah. Mike. I'm going. You Ray. know, Ray, Ray did did so much in the air. You know. And uh, a lot of those guys, they're ground guys, and you know they're quick on their feet and everything. And but at the same time, they they stay a lot on the ground, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll, I'll say Ray. All right, God of Hardcore. God of Hardcore. I got to go with Foley or Cactus Jack or <laughs> whoever else he is. You can only pick one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say Foley. What about Terry Funk? Terry Funk's up there too. Um, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy, Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer Ray, would Raven. Um, Raven's a good one. Let's see. Raven and we, you know we could have had Raven in the mix for God of Promos because he was Raven was awfully good on the mic yeah. in ECW when they let him do what he was best at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll um, I'll stick with Foley at the top of the list. I can agree with that. I mean, dude got thrown off twenty foot high, some hell, hell in a cell, and, and, and you <laughs> then know, thrown through it and land on tags. 
and have it had a tooth come out your nose. So. Tooth come out the nose. Mick, you still have an invitation because I know you're listening right now. There was one. <laughs> and that was one match. There was one bump <laughs> he took in WCW that I remember where um, they were in a hardcore match, a hardcore tag match with the Nasty Boys. And I think it was, I want to say it was Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan versus the Nasty Boys. And it was when they had that elevated platform entrance. Yeah. And Mick got hit with something and took a flat back bump, but that elevated platform was not behind him. And he went straight to the floor between the barricade and that elevated platform. Platform. And so, yeah, and, and you know, you there's so many times in WCW he did stuff like that, and you just heard that sickening thud mm-hmm. when he hit the ground, and yeah. it was just like, oh. <laughs> I like it. I'll go with it. I'll go so, with yeah, it. So, yeah, Foley. God of Brawlers. Brawlers. That's a good one. Brawlers. <laughs> We're not going to say Brooklyn Brawler? No. 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 <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler? <laughs> no, not in Brooklyn Brawler? No, no, oh, man. No. Um, I would, I'd consider Undertaker a brawler. Uh, George in the chat room says Bruiser Brody. Mm-hmm. Another good one. Uh, me and my Memphis leanings, I'm gonna say someone like Jackie Fargo. Okay, Jackie Fargo or Bill Dundee or Bill, Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Um, oh, I had a uh, Roddy Piper. Piper. He was a Piper. Piper was, Piper was a, a brawler. Yeah. I think. Oh, let's do Piper on that one. I like Piper for that one. Okay, now keep in mind, once we sign a wrestler, if there's another category that he's even more perfect for, he can't be in it because you can't be a god of multiple things. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> because in Greek mythology, it didn't work like that either. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. So we're saying... Roddy, I'm not Greek. That you know of. <laughs> if we go far <laughs> enough back, you're Greek. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to say Piper for King of Bra- or God of Brawlers? Um. Yeah, let's say Piper forgot a brawlers. Okay, the goddess of women's wrestling, women's wrestling, women's not ballet, wrestling, actual women's wrestling. Mula. That's a great one. Yeah, that's probably. May Young was good too. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Sherry, Sherry was a tremendous wrestler. Yes, too. she was. She Rid- was. Wendy Richter. Mm-hmm. If you go back and you look at some of the early WrestleManias or Survivor Series or anything like that, man, they, they had the girls on there, and they were doing stuff back then that was innovative. They right. really were. Yeah. I think... <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> um, I think there was a... I was watching a Survivor Series or something from, like, the early 80s, and they had a Japanese tag team. It was a Jumping Bomb Angels. And those girls, they were doing hurricane ranas and this, that, and the other. Flying off the top rope, flying off the second rope, anything. I mean, they were doing all this stuff. And here it was like 1983, 84, you know. And nobody had before. seen that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was innovative for the time. And I, I I got to watch it, and I was like, look at these chicks. Who the, where did they come from? <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, know? you, also, you also have... Um, George in the chat room says, jumping bomb angels were fucking amazing. Yes, they were. <laughs> um, Medusa, Ledger Blaze. Medusa, yeah. yes. 
But I, I think I like Moolah as the pick. I like Moolah as well. Yeah, I think so. I think Moolah deserves that one. Fabulous. I hope I spelled fabulous wrong. Even though I'm going to type it Nobody's going to see this. Yeah, no, no we're going to put it on the <laughs> website. <laughs> and plus, they're going to hear it, and I, I want it on the website. There you go. We should just screenshot it and put it up there. Yeah, there, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> People wouldn't be able to read my handwriting. Uh, God of Technicians. God of Technicians. Man, now this is this is something we, I think we can go – we can argue about this. Yeah. There's um, a, there's going to be an argument on this, you know, I'm pretty you've sure. You've got Owen and Brett, mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero. Dean Malenko, mm-hmm. Jericho, I would consider him well, a more Malenko's of a Malenko's going to be my pick, of course, because that's who I <laughs> modeled my wrestling style. <laughs> George <laughs> in the chat room says Malenko. Yeah. I, uh, Malenko's going to be my pick because that's who I modeled my wrestling style after. So I I think there is a better <laughs> technician. <laughs> to which I have to admit, when I went and had my tryout match, Malenko was there as I was walking out the building, you know. You pat I've on got the ass. I've got my I've got my bag behind me and everything and uh, Alan Steele is in front of me and I I pass Malenko on the right and I'm thinking this is my opportunity you know this is this is it this is my opportunity and Alan's looking back at me and I stop and he's kind of looking at me and I'm looking at him and I turn around and I look back over there and I was like. And he starts smiling at me. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> Did you get to talk you know, to him? I got to talk to him for That's about. Awesome. I got to talk to him for about five seconds. And I went up and I shook his hand. And I said, I just want to let you know, I'm, I've idolized you as a wrestler. You know, you inspired me to, you know, become a professional wrestler and be a technical <laughs> wrestler and everything like that. You know, and he go and I, I said, I tried to model my wrestling style after you, and he. You know, kind of smiles and he goes, "Don't do that; it'll kill your career." <laughs> hold on, hold on. Don't do that; it'll kill your career. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> George asked, "Did your eyes meet?" Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a moment. <laughs> like I said, you have the hearts, Guerrero, Jericho. You know that whole the mm-hmm. whole radicals, Chris Benoit, Ooh. Benoit, Benoit. But yeah. I don't know if he'd be the top, but I've you know I've always been a fan of Angle. Kurt Angle is a great technician. Angle's a great technician. I'd put Angle second on that list. I well, I'd put first before both of your guys, Mr. Perfect. Perfect was yeah. cool too. That SummerSlam match against Bret Hart, man. That, that is, one that's the probably the greatest technical wrestling match you're ever gonna see. That was the first technical wrestling match I ever saw. <laughs> and that thing oh God, man, that was a barn burner. They they beat the hell out of one another. I I don't even know how long that match went. I, it had to have gone thirty or forty minutes. Yeah, and you know, just an awesome match. And go back and watch. Um, now that you can on the uh, WWE Network, the AWA stuff. Yeah, and watch Mister Perfect and Nick Bockwinkle go at it, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was watching the 2002 match. Royal Rumble. <laughs> I was watching the 2002 Royal Rumble the other day, and Can't. Perfect made it to the final four. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Crazy. So. All right, so we have two votes for Malenko, and mm-hmm. it looks like you and me are going to get outvoted on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we got, I mean, it two versus one versus one, because you're saying Kurt Angle? Well, like I said, I didn't know. I wouldn't say he would be the top, but I just wanted to make sure his name was out there. Cause, okay, you know, yeah, no, completely agree. For me... I don't know. I was I was a big Bret Hart fan when growing up. I mean, Bret Hart was, you know, Bret Hart. One thing I loved about um, I heard him say this: like he didn't like it that when you threw somebody in the turnbuckles, they turned around. 
So he would run chest first into the turnbuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. And, like, you know, he'd always, he was smart with his matches. He was like the, oh, we could have done God of Ring Psychology. Or anyway. We, we still can. You can add on. We, we yeah, can, sure. We'll, we'll think about it. Let's get Remember, to the list is, we have. This is our show. That's right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but he also didn't like it, like, when Shawn Michaels would do a skin the cat because mm-hmm. Bret Hart's psychology-wise was thinking, well, why would I turn my back on my opponent just so he could do that? Doesn't right, make sense. Right. But you know Shawn Michaels had to do it anyway back in those days because oh, yeah. he was a little difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. So where are we going? George, we got Malenko, Perfect, and Bret Hart. And I'm going to give the deciding vote to George in our chat room. He already said Malenko, but now that we brought up some names, it may be able to change his mind. George, you had the deciding vote in the chat room. <laughs> that's true <laughs> I think they dropped the ball with him they really did I think so that's a whole nother I hope George is, George probably ran away from his computer and we're waiting on <laughs> <laughs> I don't know was Sasha Banks on uh, Smackdown tonight oh <laughs> well George says drug free angle yes drug free angle Kurt Angle he gets must to be drug free cause going <laughs> like going back and just watching like any match he had with Benoit yeah and Jericho. And Jericho. And Guerrero. Uh, the whole Guerrero, stuff. yeah. And Edge. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. Next is the goddess of valets. Goddess of valets. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Elizabeth. But there's also, let's. Yeah, I'm sure there are others, some, but it, it's su- Elizabeth. There's Sunny. She was a, she was a tremendous valet. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Um. Maria Starr. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Elizabeth is the winner. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, hands down. Uh, Sh- Sensational Sherry is also a valid. Sherry was yeah, a great, she, she great, was good. great manager. Yeah. Great manager. Uh, Luna Vachon, when she yeah. was a valet for Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Uh, this and, isn't and for Skype. For <laughs> the yeah. George says this isn't for Skype, so Sonny won't, doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's... I think it's when I, you know, when I wrote that one down, I pretty much knew where yeah, we were we going to go. With them. Gonna be. There, there really hasn't been an, a valley like her since. God of the heels, God of heels, God of heels. Keep in mind, we can't say Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> That's what I was kind of saving Piper for that one, but mm-hmm. y'all wanted to make him God of Brawlers. Mm-hmm. Out of the heels. There's Owen Hart, tremendous heel. Yeah, you know, I, I can very. Yeah. I can't even remember a moment when Owen Hart was a face. Mm-hmm. I can. <laughs> when New Foundation with uh, Jim Neidhart. They were and there. he and he tagged with uh, Coco Beware. Yeah, I still think there was. He was still towing the line though. I don't. I just can't remember when he was just an over baby face. And what? Wasn't he? Um, what's that? Uh, the Blue Blazer. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a Blue Blazer. <laughs> We're not going to break out the blue bracer. We're not going to break out the blue bracer. What about Triple H? Triple H was was a great heel. Yeah. Lawler, man. When Lawler became a heel, there was nobody else you wanted to see your ass kicked like him. Mm-hmm. When he turned um, it on, you know. Oh, <laughs> George. Fact. George brought up a really good one in the chat room. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. There you yeah. go. Oh, my God, dude. That dude. 
would get so much heat. The the little kid bout, dribbling the basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, that he got so many boos. It's not even funny. The Dudleys. Yep. Yeah. Dudleys were as a heel man. You, you <laughs> can't get much more heat than Power Bum and May Young through a table. Well, you can't get much heat with some of the shit they'd say in ECW, oh, yeah. which I'm oh not going to repeat on this podcast. Any of the ECW promos um, they did, holy crap. George says Jake the Snake. Eh. Uh, if I would have had Jake the Snake up for anything, it would have been God of promos. Yeah. Because Jake. Yeah, Jake was a good promo. What about man. Undertaker? He was. A, yeah, maybe. Kane? Stone Cold as a heel. And we could go. The Rock. We could go way back and be like Gorgeous George. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, actually, that's a great pick. You know? He was the first guy that came out with music. Yep. First guy that's, came out. That, with music. You know what? First I guy came out dressed up, all prissed up, and everything. Right. And had an attendant that would Jesse the Body Ventura. Yep. Uh, we've already used him, but Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair would have been another good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I really like that gorgeous George pick because mm-hmm. he also did that stuff down here in Memphis. Yeah, I'm going with gorgeous. <laughs> I just want the one more, Kaufman. Kaufman. Oh yeah. my God, that <laughs> Andy Kaufman. <laughs> man, that was he was a great heel. Oh, yeah. You really like uh, people hated him. Memphis style. Most of the Waller. This is the way they talk. Plow the field. Like, Andy, I don't know if you know here, there's not really many fields to plow. No, no, no. I really like that gorgeous George pick. You know, Macho Man, when he would go heel. Yeah. He's a great heel. Oh, my God. Yep, I think I like Gorgeous George as the pick because he was like he 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 just perso- he was the personification of eventually what heels became. Mm-hmm. No I'm good. going with Gorgeous George. Yep, I don't care what you guys say. Eddie, right. Gi- oh damn you, George, for bringing that one up. Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh! I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know, you still, still, I think. Um, with gorgeous, without gorgeous George, you may not have an Eddie Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Right, you wouldn't have an Eddie Gilbert now. You wouldn't and have. We a do lot need to. We do need to. Sputnik uh, Monroe was a was a heel. We do need to uh, take a minute to say you know our prayers with the Gilbert family. Yes. Tom, we lost Tommy Gilbert last week. His father. Uh, right. His, right. Yeah. So, so with prayers Doug, for Doug, Doug and, and the rest of the family yes, and all. We're, uh, you know, but yeah, uh, gorgeous George. I'm going with gorgeous George. Okay. All right, now we're at the God of Faces. God of Faces. To, to me, this is an easy one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who? Steamboat. Because yeah. oh. he was face his entire career. Yeah, yeah. That, that's he true. He never true. once was a heel. That's true. Uh, hmm. Mick Foley was also, well, he's already a God of Hardcore, but he was, as a baby face, he was extremely over. Hmm. Yeah, but I like that Ricky Steamboat pick. Mm-hmm. I like Ricky Steamboat too. Let's yeah. do that one. Because I would have said Hulk Hogan, but then like he turned heel that one time, and it was like the biggest heel it was, turn, it was the biggest yeah. heel turn of the ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. So but Steamboat man, he was always the good guy. That's mm-hmm. right. That's always true. Always a good guy. Ultimate Warrior. He never really had a face turn. He was always a heel. I mean, the other I way mean, around. he was always yeah. a baby face. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. What you get for drinking surge? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our last 
This would be the King of Wrestling Gods. King of Wrestling Gods. And this is wrestlers. Because, I mean, I, I, and he's actually wrestled, but, I mean, you would think Vince McMahon. That's that's where I, I mean, was going with it. I mean, you could say Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, Bruno San Martino. Yeah. I'll say Bruno San Martino. You're going Bruno? I'll say Bruno San Martino. I really like Vincent Mann, though, because... I've got to stick with Vince. Okay. George, who you got in the chat room for King of the Gods? He said, too bad Hogan turned heel in real life. <laughs> I guess I'm going to guess... Said, I would have said uh, Bruno San Martino or Luthez. Luthez. Jo- George says Austin is on another level than everyone. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin ushered in one of the greatest eras of wrestling. Mm-hmm. The Attitude Era. Yeah. And he does a Luthez press. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Man. I really like Vince as the pick. That's just me. He Vince changed wrestling overnight, for better or for worse. For worse right now. Well, for worse. <laughs> we'll get into that. Once we get done here. Uh, yeah. That's another episode. Yeah, that's the second half of this episode, I think. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Yep, I'm doing Bruno San Martino still. You're going yeah. with Bruno? My pick was Vince. I'm going with Vince McMahon. No. I, love, I love you, Bruno. You guys suck. Wow. <laughs> you know, he, the, remember? do you remember the, um, the uh, Mount Rushmore? How it was all yeah, yeah. drilled into Vince McMahon's head? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. That, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's the picture I had when I chose that. Well, there, there you have it. Uh, we just discussed our all-time gods of wrestling. The, will, will Brian Trammell says, I hate Sam Martino. He hates Sam Martino. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this Brian Trammell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're an acquired taste. You know, <laughs> you know. I think, I'm thinking back to the days of like, you know, old, old, old school wrestling. Yeah. You know? yeah I mean. so. Well, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do some quick TLC results, a Memphis wrestling moment. Preview. Or preview, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter because this pay per view is going to be uh, crap anyway. And I hate to dump <laughs> on it before we get there, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk TLC. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast, and joining us now, we have the leader of the Feeney Army, Sarah Feeney. Welcome to the Oversell Podcast. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, everyone. All right. Well, Sarah, what made you um, a fan? What got you into the world of professional wrestling? That's usually the question we like to lead off with. Sure. Um, it's a pretty popular question, so no problem at all. Um, basically, I've been a professional wrestling fan all my life. Um, when I was younger, my older brother would watch WWF and kind of intrigued me and just grew up watching it and always, you know, always been a supporter. So it's just something that has always been a part of me and it's always something I've wanted to do. Now, and when you first started watching, were there any um, performers that you liked more than the others? Yeah, I mean, my favorite growing up was always Shawn Michaels. Um, 
as far as women go, you know, I liked Lita, um, I liked Trish, Gail Kim, Victoria, um, you know, those women that were really strong and were able to show their wrestling skills in the ring. Very cool. Very cool. Well, what got you actually uh, to start going into wrestling, to actually start training and stuff? So basically, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, before I started training, I didn't know a whole lot about indie wrestling. I only knew about what I'd watched on TV. So I guess you could say I'm kind of naive in that aspect. But uh, I was watching my television one day, and I saw a commercial for Ric Flair coming to a local independent promotion. And I really wanted to find out more about that promotion because I didn't realize that there was wrestling going on around me. So went on the internet and did some research and ended up calling the uh, company up asking them if they had any training going on and stuff like that. And a few months later, I had a tryout. And then it was about two months, a month or two after I had a tryout that I started training. And I trained, I, you know, paid their fee and I trained for 12 months. And then I trained from, you know, um, what was it, June of 2009 until June of 2010 and had my first match, August 28, 2010. That that sounds like a pretty good uh, long time of training there. And that, that, that sounds like the right way to do things. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, uh, I don't tell a lot of people this story, but actually in training, you know, we had different phases that we went through, and we actually weren't even allowed to use the ropes, touch the ropes, anything like that until the three-fourths way through our training. So, you know, growing up a huge wrestling fan, you know, of course you just want to get in the ring and, you know, run off the roads and stuff like that, but we actually weren't allowed to do that. Um, so it kind of taught me about respect and, you know, things like that. So I'm glad that they did it that way, I would say. That does, that does sound like some old school training because that's similar to what I had uh, over here in West Memphis, Arkansas uh, with uh, Nightmare Ken Wayne. Uh, who d- Did you have an old school trainer or was it just kind of uh... – yeah, yeah, I really did. Um, I got trained by Marshall Gambino and Super Hentai here in Pittsburgh, um, the uh, IWC training school. So, you know, I recommend that school to anyone who's in the area looking because they're definitely, you get the training out of it. But, yeah, they were very old school. I mean, if you did anything wrong, you were outside doing squats, you know, and wall sits and all that. Um, you know, we had plenty of practices where they actually had it set up, and I they still do, where – they basically have like a garage um, and their training rings in there and stuff like that. And um, so we had practices where all we did was rack ropes, you know, tape on ropes and cleaned up the, you know, all the, um, the unit and all that, and get stuff ready for the upcoming shows and stuff like that. So, you know, um, yeah, definitely old school training, I would say. Yeah. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, uh, I mean, that's, that's definitely, uh, and I've, I've got to say, I've been watching, I've watched a, a bunch of, uh, YouTube videos of matches of yours and it, I mean, just, there's tons and tons and tons of matches of you versus just about anybody you could think of out there on YouTube. Uh, and you've got your own YouTube channel too, I believe, don't you? I do. It's um, youtube.com slash Italian Diva AS. And uh, I started that basically coming out of training, and I've just been, you know, adding to it. Um, I haven't been 
adding as many videos recently, but I do try to. Um, been really busy and been really fortunate. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate you watching my material. Well, and you've got either a match coming up or you've had some matches with a guest we had a couple of weeks back with the great Cheyenne. Is that right? That is correct. I actually will see her face-to-face next Saturday at actually our promotion, um, and it's called Code Red Wrestling. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, she's actually the Code Red Wrestling Women's Champion right now. Um, I met Cheyenne at a promotion in Michigan, and, uh, you know, we have set it off, and she's really cool, and she also has the old-school mentality, but uh, she's very tough in the ring, so, you know, even though we're friends outside the ring, when it comes time to work, she, she you know, doesn't let up easy, that's for sure. Well, I, I definitely caught uh, I caught one match of y'all's, and uh, y'all were y'all were knocking the crap out of one another, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I'll be honest with you. The um, match that is on my YouTube account, we had to kind of modify our plans a little bit for that match because the um, the ropes were kind of loose and there were some concerns like that. So when we were talking about our match and stuff like that we realized that hey we need to do a lot more of like chain groundwork stuff like that but Mm -hmm. the great Cheyenne is really into gimmick and um you know she's got a really good gimmick right now going on and you know people either love her or they hate her but having that gimmick kind of made it easier to deal with the situation you know that we were dealing with at that time so uh yeah she definitely puts on a good show I think Oh yeah, she's she's uh, she's great. She's awesome. What she's got, uh, I think when we interviewed her, she had what six, six eight titles, something six like titles. that. <laughs> yeah, six titles. Yeah, she I believe was carrying six titles at one time. And the thing that I like most about her is that she is so experienced, and she's been around the world and back again. And you know, I actually had her down at training um, the day after our last show. And she stayed in town, and she trained with us. And the stuff that her and uh, um, Malachi showed us—it's—it was really nice to learn different, uh, you know, things that maybe you wouldn't have, you know, seen if you hadn't traveled to Japan or stuff like that. Um, she didn't go to Japan, but Malachi did, and you know, it's just really great when you can learn stuff from people like that. Oh yeah. Who are some of your favorite I mean, people to work with? They wrestled in India in front of like 55,000 people. So, you know, it, I can just imagine, you know, the experiences that she's, she's had, you know. I really admire that. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your favorite people that you've worked with? Um, I definitely would have to say that I enjoy working with a girl named Bia. Um, she's definitely on the rise. She's young. She's from Canada. She calls herself the beautiful Bia, but she is really, really good, and she's really athletic. And I like working with Casey Carlisle. I'm sure you heard her name. She's really big on the independent scene, and um, she's tough, probably the toughest um, woman I've ever had to wrestle. And Jessie Bell, too. Um, Jessie taught me a lot about ring psychology. So um, I would have to say those three, and a girl named Angel Dust, too, I really like working with Angel Dushy's out of Ohio. So, yeah, and Cheyenne, of course. So I would say those are some of my favorite opponents. Is that Jesse Bell Smothers you're uh, referring to? 
Yes, it is. All right, cool. Because I've been on a few shows with her. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> she, I tell you what, you don't want to get on her bad side, that's for sure. No, 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 no. No, you do not. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you also, um, I saw a YouTube video. You got to do a tag match with Mickey James. Can you tell us how much fun, how yeah, was it absolutely. working with her? Yeah, so I was working for a company called NWL and HOP up in Martinsburg, West Virginia. And it was me and Mickey James versus Angel Dust and um, one of MCW's girls, Tara. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun with it. And um, Mickey James was just a real pleasant person to work with. She was so nice and outgoing. She actually had her mom and her son there. And uh, they hung out in the locker room with us and stuff. And, you know, just to be able to talk to someone and feel comfortable with someone who's been places that Mickey's been, um, you know, you don't always get that chance. So I was very appreciative of that. And she was, she was great. Well, what all of, uh, what kind of uh, shows do you have coming up? Um, so this Saturday, I'm in Erie, PA, for PWR, um, which is actually, Erie uh, PWR is a place that I started working when I first graduated training, and then I actually hadn't been there in like three years, and then I just went back last month, and uh, it's funny because it seems like a lot of these promotions fans have really changed in the years. You know, you had your diehard indie fans and now, uh, you know, they're WWE, what they would call marks or whatever, but there are a lot more, um, there's a lot more exposure to indie wrestling. So anyways, when I went back there, uh, I don't think that many people remembered me, but I had been going there for a long time and then was absent for three years. So I'm headed back there this weekend. I look forward to that. I always have a good time. Um, next weekend is our show, Code Red Wrestling, and uh, towards the night of suplexes, and I'll be in a Santa's helper match with the great Cheyenne and beautiful Bia. And then we're double shooting that night to another promotion here local Pittsburgh called VWF, where I actually am one of the tag champions with uh, my partner, Fleck. So we are FNF. And, uh, you know, there's been some talk about maybe going to Jersey, wrestling for Valkyrie and some other promotions. So basically I keep my schedule um, on Twitter, Facebook, handle Serafini, um, you know, just stay updated there. Now, what is, did you say a Santa's little helper match? Yeah. <laughs> you, You're going to have to explain you, that you one gotta, to <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know if there's a lot I can explain beforehand, but definitely we'll have to see how it turns out picture-wise. But uh, basically, you know, we're going to, we're going to wear our best Santa's, outfit and uh i'm curious to see how that's going to work out for cheyenne and her lost souls that come to the ring with her but uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's going to be very unique (laughs) they they better be wearing elf hats that's that's some dark elves yeah yeah she's she's unique so we'll see what she comes up with that's a menacing looking elves coming this way man <laughs> so besides uh pennsylvania and ohio has there been anywhere else you've traveled in your wrestling world yeah this year actually 2015 has been a great year for me i've been so fortunate and blessed with the opportunities i've had this year i just started this year off with a bang um, when I was invited to uh, the Royal Rumble to be a rosebud, and that just led off the year amazing. I couldn't ask for a better start from there. He's a fellow rosebud. 
She's a fellow rosebud. I was a penguin. Yeah. <laughs> here's 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 the sucky part of it. That was the first time that um, WWE had to cancel a Raw, and it was because yeah, of a, um, yeah. a blizzard. So I'm in Philadelphia for the Rumble, and I'm scheduled for Raw and SmackDown the next two days. And we go to Hartford, Connecticut, and the blizzard comes in. And I don't get to go to Raw because they canceled it for the first time ever, and they don't get to go to SmackDown. They post on that. Didn't get a tryout match, stuff like that. But you know what? I I truly believe things you know work out the way they do, and everything happens for a reason. So I'm sure that uh, you know if I keep working hard, maybe I'll get another chance. But it just it was such a bummer because you finally you know you're hopeful, and then a darn blizzard is so, you know the reason that you don't. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, yeah. that was an awesome start of the year, and well, I got to see the Rocky statue in Philadelphia, and that's my favorite movie. So that was. That was awesome. Um, yeah. what, um, was this the year the Rosebuds caught Kofi Kingston at the yeah. Royal Rumble? At the yeah, Rumble, yeah. So you got to catch. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> she got to. She yeah, got to be involved I mean, in a Kofi back, safe if spot. You go back and watch, if you go back and watch it, I'm the one in like the silver uh, dress gimmick. But uh, yeah, I was there with my good friend Renee Michelle. Um, she's another one to look out for. She just came back from uh, Japan, and we're pretty close. And uh, I met some awesome girls there, like Taylor Hendricks, unbelievable yeah. talent. Um, a girl named Deanna, who's from uh, Long Island or New Jersey, I'm not even sure. A girl named Joanna, who's from the UK, who I'm going to meet up with down at the Rumble in January in Orlando. Um, some really awesome, awesome people I met there. So, but yeah, and then, so we've been to uh, Michigan, we've been to Illinois, we've been to Indiana, we've been to Georgia, we've been to Tennessee. We've been all over, and, uh, you know, I'm always open for working at new places or places I've maybe already worked. Um, I love traveling. I love hitting the road and meeting new fans, so I'm for anything. Where did, where did you hit in Tennessee? I worked a company called CEWE, and I actually worked Jesse Bell at this promotion because, of course, Jesse Bell, you know, that's her home territory is the uh, whole Kentucky and Tennessee area, but uh, so it was only – Obviously, I was going to run into her, but uh, yeah, we had probably one of our most fun matches at that promotion, and uh, I always enjoy working her. She's she's a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. Now, did did she have her sisters, quote, quote, (laughs) with her, or did she, uh, was it just her? You know, I actually haven't had the opportunity to work her sister yet, but um. I saw her sister. That was Maybell. I think. Well, I think it was. Uh, Maybell was actually uh, uh, Mickey Knuckles, wasn't it? Yeah. And then. Yeah, Mickey Knuckles. I. And then the, there was a third sister that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um. Oh, it'll come to me later. But <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. But I saw a match that um, Mickey Knuckles had with um, Darcy Dixon at um, Renaissance, and uh, where's that at? I think it's in Chicago. I'm not even sure. But anyway, it was like a first match, and it was uh, it was a really good match. So I hope you know. I'm not really sure if she's actively wrestling or not right now. I know that she was pregnant, but uh, it'd be awesome. I think to work her. I think she uh I think she took a year off about this time last year 
uh, saying she was pregnant okay. and stuff. And I, I haven't checked up on that lately. I think we'll we can bring that up later on the podcast. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll. Yeah, uh, she's awesome. <laughs> but um, and uh, you know, wrestling it's it's great how it gives you the opportunity to do things you might not have been able to do otherwise. And like last month here in Pittsburgh, we had a benefit show for a no-co shelter. And I'm a big animal lover for all those that know me and follow me. And um, it really is really touched a lot of people, and it definitely hit close to home with us. And I just thought that was awesome. So. If anyone has the opportunity to combine two things they love, I highly recommend it because there's no better feeling in the world than being able to help others out, you know? Very true. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, where can uh, folks find you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Serafini, S-E-R-A-F-E-E-N-Y. Also, that's the same on Facebook. Facebook, follow our Red Wrestling, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and again on YouTube, Italian Diva AS. All righty. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and cut it off. I know we had a little uh, little time constraint here, and uh, you only had about thirty minutes to give us, but we definitely definitely appreciate your time and appreciate you calling into the show. And yeah, guys, I appreciate it. Um, sorry, the first time didn't oh. work out. We were doing a photo shoot, and I I didn't realized that it was the same day as your show so i was very grateful oh. that you guys were able to make time for me again here in december and uh anyways i appreciate you guys having me on and hope to speak to you guys again soon all right well thank you so much we'll be right back welcome back hope you enjoyed that interview with Serafini. really cool chick uh extremely extremely nice and we had some trouble with uh communication over the interviews and anything but thank you so much yeah i really got to chance to talk to her and it's so cool getting to talk to people that we know are going to wrestle each other soon oh yeah so i thought that was cool that they're going to be very interesting for cheyenne to have a santa's helpers match against (laughs) her and have her if i imagine she's going to wear her normal black outfit with the santa hat probably (laughs) (laughs) and like an ornament hanging from her shirt or something something i don't know but wow that's going to be very interesting if she's carrying her little minions around with her. Too. They're going to be in elf hats. They have oh, to be in elf hats. And elf shoes. For some reason, they have to be in elf shoes. That's but they still be. have the plastic on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have TLC this weekend. Um, really? Yeah. Really. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. I okay. wish I was. Yeah. Because it, it, it's the last one before the Rumble. That's how we have to look at it. The, well, okay. <laughs> They should, like I, I said, the big fours don't even matter anymore, though. You know, well, you know. Hopefully, they got a better idea for the rumble this year than they had last year, and, and whoever wins doesn't get crapped on. Yeah, since half their roster is injured right now. So, let's go through the car real quick. We don't have to go too much into the matches. We can just give our predictions because <laughs> just gonna just give. Blow we're gonna it. give the WWE what they gave us, which is jack shit. Last week's raw was a step forward. This past week's raw was three steps back. This was this was the most sloppiest Raw ever. Why the fuck do you have the New Day come out just to do a quick dance? And, and I, I love the New Day, don't get me wrong. But like that segment with um, the New Day and Team Bad, it was just, there's no substance to it. No, no, there wasn't. There wasn't, you know, you got heels coming out dancing with heels. You know, am I right that's in saying that? That's a face that? thing. That's a face that's thing. That's a face thing. Yeah, I so, don't get and, it. 
do not get me wrong. And that could have been done backstage and a whole lot and taken up a whole lot less time. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um people were leaving the show before the main before event. Before the main event. Mm-hmm. I mean that's if when that that's bad. When that starts happening to your product, people who paid money to come or leaving your show early, you yeah. have a problem. Well, I mean they did not build up it's, on it's, any momentum they made with the League of Nations. It's been happening, though. You've, I mean, you guys know, because Mr. Seat Filler, <laughs> <laughs> people leave. You know, they have to leave. They've got something else to do or whatever, whatever the reasons are. And, you know, they you guys get moved around at the shows and yeah, but put into their spots. Now, so. Well, we get moved around. With as a seat filler for like the first thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. After that, usually we go back to our we home base move, seats yeah. and we stay there. Mm-hmm. I've never been. I've never seat been a seat. I've never had to fill a seat at the end of a show mm-hmm. because people weren't leaving. Yeah, it was a stupid, useless spot. But I'm in favor of Sasha twerking. Says George. <laughs> <laughs> I think like a lot of people were in favor of Sasha twerking. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's probably the only good thing that came out of that bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they opened up with this sixteen-man, four-team. Yeah. Hey, here's an idea. You just had a fucking pay-per-view called Survivor <laughs> Series. Survivor Series. <laughs> Why do I have all these four? God, I'm gonna start talking like Angry Grandpa or something. <laughs> Let's wait till after yeah, Survivor Series that, and create sent, all the. Factions. I sent that tweet out. I said. Oh, if only there was a pay-per-view where we could have all these different yeah. teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just happened. Dang. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get to TLC, Mike. Get us started. All right, I'm going to go with the match that I truly do not care about because I don't really care for either one of these guys. Del Rio and Swagger. Del Rio wins. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Next. <laughs> yeah, that's about that's, it. That's, that's, I do not care at all. <laughs> all right, this one should be entertaining at least. The triple threat ladder match for the tag titles. Okay. You got Lucha Dragons, New Day, and the Usos. Now, a ladder match? Yeah, triple oh, threat okay. ladder match. Okay, well, I can watch <laughs> not that a, one. Not a TLC match, and even though the rules are the same. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you have Survivor Series where you have one Survivor Series elimination match, and you have TLC where you have one TLC match. Doesn't make a damn bit of sense. Make them all TLC matches. Shit. Mm-hmm. You would <sighs> think that. Um, I think New Day retains. Yeah, I'll... Uh who uh, we we saw we said Lucha Dragons New and Day the Usos. and the Usos okay um I'm gonna say yeah New Day retains because they've got that third man advantage Mike I think this is where they may put it on Lucha Dragons mm, I just but then I've also also yet. thrown up you know the Usos are back they want to keep them relevant I I, did, I don't know George uh and the no, I'm going room. I'm going Usos. George in the chat room asks, are the Usos entertaining to you guys? Yeah. yeah they're all right. Yeah, they they're, were. I haven't pre- really seen them. In a, I mean, they just came back. But Their pre-match stuff was always um, entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I, like the, I like the entrance. I like, um, you know, they've always got the colorful face paint on, the colorful uh, ring gear and everything. You know, they got a good gimmick going. Um, they interact with the crowd. They interact with the crowd. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, I think the Usos are entertaining. There you go. And they're 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 flyers too. Yeah. They're and for their size to be a flyer. Yeah, George. It's, it's you know good. George is 
what I'm thinking is what George is saying right now in the chat room. Their entrance is better than their wrestling. And I would say that. Uh, that entrance, yeah. I don't know. Eh. Next match. Intercontinental Championship. Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose. I think Kevin Owens retains. They're not going to put him at – I don't see many titles changing hands at TLC. I just don't see. Well, you've got heels that have every title now. So you don't have a face champion on anything. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I hate I hate to say it, but I think Ambrose might win the Intercontinental title here. Yeah, let's dump out dump Owens that quick. Well, I mean, not so much that quick, but you know, he might be plugged in into another spot or something. You know, he could be plugged in into the you know family versus Legion right. of Nations thing. That, you know, he could be plugged in there. Why would you, know? you have a stable called the fucking family when you already have a stable called the Wyatt family? It just doesn't make yeah. a damn bit of sense. Yeah. You could, Jesus. Yeah. Why didn't they use Foreign there? Legion instead of League of Nations, like I said? Foreign yeah. Legion. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Next match. Oh, no, I, I, think, oh, oh, I think Owens keeps it. I I think this this feud will continue yeah. to the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte versus Paige. Charlotte retains. Charlotte retains. Yeah. What do you think? Easily. They gotta. They gotta keep that heel push going. Eventually, they're gonna move Sasha Banks into the title picture. Yeah. And I, it's Charlotte, and I think her and Charlotte can put on a better match than Charlotte right. Page. Eight man elimination tables match. Team Extreme, which Rhino is now a part of. Yes. Versus. Yeah, yeah, Everybody started back. going Team Extreme. I'm like, are what are the Hardys? Back? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like. I didn't like the name. <laughs> George says Bailey is coming. Yes, Bailey is coming. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she's gonna be in the ex- she's gonna be in the table elimination match. No, he just yeah, for, she's as a challenger for the. No, oh. anyway, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Or uh, like Moa said, she's gonna join the Wyatt family. She, that's not. Gonna, <laughs> oh God, man, man. that's not gonna happen. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, man, they need really need to build up the Wyatt some. So I'm gonna predict them to win. Yeah, bunch yeah, of established it, it, vets. It's the Dudleys match, but they've they've got to put the Wyatts over, right? Yeah, yeah it's got to yeah. happen. They've got to. Who's? I mean, who's putting Strowman through a table? Bubba Ray, Rhino, Spear off the uh, off the apron onto a table. I don't know. I'm picking. I'm that. still picking the Wyatt family. Any other matches? Or Dan, did you pick? Ah, uh, I'll say Wyatt's. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, Wyatt's. You need Wyatt's need a win. They <laughs> they need one. Yeah, they've been winless at pay per views for <laughs> yeah. the Since, whole year. Yeah, for being so destructive on Raw and SmackDown every yeah. week, and they never win a match. Look at these menacing guys. They lose every pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could be gods of the jobbers. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Can we revise that? <laughs> you know who the you know the god of jobbers. You know who his enforcers are. Who's the that? the Ascension. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so that brings us to the world title match. Yeah. Who is it? Sheamus. Rock Steady. Yes, Rock, Rock Steady. Did you see that? What is it? Sheamus is going to be Rock Steady in the oh, next yeah, Teenage yeah, Mutant yeah, Ninja Turtles yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that trailer looks awesome. Yeah, it actually that, looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The trailer I'm, does I'm, look good. Casey Jones is going to be in it. It's played by the air, dude that plays Arrow. Mm-hmm. And he should be pretty good in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the match, uh, I think Sheamus held onto the belt until the Rumble. TLC match, there's going to be some interference from League of Nations mm-hmm. because nobody else 
has any matches. <laughs> it's a part of that group. Well, El Del Rio. Well, yeah, but I don't consider him there anyway. Rusev, Rusev will get involved. Barrett. Barrett, yeah. That Sheamus is holding on to that belt. Yeah, he's going to hold on to the belt till till at least the Rumble. Well, oh, that's we that, just yeah. we just gave the you guys what the WWE gives us a quick. How long, how long did that take? <laughs> not not very long. I think, I, I think that's the shortest pay per view. <laughs> not review even we've an ever Undertaker done. entrance. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it just sucks that, like I said, last week was one step forward, and then this week three steps back. George says I can't take a man with a braided beard seriously. Maybe we should all hold him down and just shave Seamus. Now that would be a funny <laughs> angle. Yeah. If they if, if they just held him down and shaved his entire head. <laughs> beard and all. Did you I like that uh picture you posted on our Facebook page of Seamus. Yeah. Where it's like where the words are whited out because yeah. Of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the greatest thing ever. That was, like, that was and funny. That, that's coming from me too. The guy who like every time I tanned, I burn like a freaking hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you got the wrestling book there. Let's do a quick Memphis wrestling moment. Think you got one picked out? Good. You can read it yeah. and everything. Yeah, I can read. You can read. You can read. I you read can good. Read. You're doing good, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go with Monday, December 12th of 1983. Oh, I was two years old. Yeah. Tickets were four, five, and six dollars. Six dollars. Good Lord. Highway <laughs> robbery. And it's cut off, but you can actually watch championship wrestling on WMC TV 5. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We got Angelo Poffo and Franklin Hayes versus Tom Pritchard and Art Cruz. Tom Pritchard. Dr. Tom Pritchard. Angelo Poffo, the father of the Poffo brothers. Poffo Leap, brothers. Leap and Lanny and, Leap and some, Lanny. some dude named Randy. Yeah. Right, I think this says Midget Man's Match. Cowboy Lang versus Little Tokyo. Battle of the Brutes, Family Feud, The Grapplers versus The Bruise Brothers. Mm-hmm. Grudge Match, Dutch Mantel versus Dennis Candry. Or Condry. Condry. Dennis Condry. Condry. U.S. Junior Heavyweight title match. Bill Dundee versus the Jaguar. Jaguar. have no idea who that is. (laughs) (laughs) 12-man, $5,000 challenge match. The A-Team, the Moondogs, the Russian Invader, and Nerville Austin. Norvell Austin. Norvell Austin, okay. Because it's written really just, yeah. Yeah. Versus the Fabulous Ones, Rock and Roll Express, Bobby Eaton and Stagger Lee. Wow. And apparently that was for $5,000. And they had to split it up against it. <laughs> six people, I guess. <laughs> it's like the whole <laughs> Ocean's six Eleven thing. Odd, that odd man out. How <laughs> yeah. are we splitting $5,000 six ways, huh? <laughs> Mid-America title match. Terry Taylor, champion, versus the wild, crazy maniac, Joe LaDuke. Joe LaDuke. And they actually have a picture of him on here, and he looks like a wild, crazy maniac. Oh, I bet he does. Main event. Wrestling's most dangerous match will settle the long-running feud. Turns Southern heavyweight title cage match. Jerry the King Lawler versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. And apparently, let's see here, Lawler retained his Southern heavyweight title, winning by disqualification. 
How do you win by disqualification in a cage match? Well, see, that's the one I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out if this is the one. Because it's all kind of spread out on here. I don't know if that was for the other one. Anyway, we're pretty sure Lawler won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George in the chat room says, Moondog spent $1,000 on bones. I can believe that. Yeah, I believe it too. Those big ones are really expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, guys, that's all I got for this week. Anything else? Well, I got a quote somebody took from Triple H on fan frustration with current WWE TV product. Yeah, I read that earlier as well. We just have to become more disciplined and more creative with how we do things and how we operate the shows. We've had some unfortunate situations with injuries and everything else. It's on us to be more creative and come up with a better format, a better show. We hear people's frustrations and in a lot of ways feel the same way. It's fixing it and trying to fix it. It is what it is. How we fix it, we're not 100% sure yet. But we will get there, trust me. And I know later on he mentioned again in that uh, about how he still thought that three hours was too long for Raw. Yeah. Because I think he said something about, you know, he'll be the first one to admit that if he's in a movie theater and the movie goes longer than two hours, he's looking at his watch ready to go. Right. So I'm going to assume he never saw a Lord of the Rings film. <laughs> Maybe not. At least in theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing the only reason he watches Raw is because he's there. Yeah. Well, when you're <laughs> producing it. Well, guys, that's all I got for this week. Uh, as we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you this. Who is your Superstar of the Week? Mike? I, <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. Me. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm the Superstar of the Week. There you go. What you got? Anybody? Uh, well, actually, I wanted to make him a couple uh, weeks ago because he won the RSWF title. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Alan Steele. All that Alan Steele is my superstar of the week. All that Alan Steele. <laughs> You're up. I'm so up. I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, honestly, Serafini. You know, I got to watch a little, a few of her uh, matches and everything uh, before uh, the interview tonight and everything. And. You know, I enjoy her. I enjoyed watching it. I thought she was very entertaining and everything. Her and uh, her and Fleck, Feeny and Fleck, and her little Feeny army thing. I think I think she uh, she's got you know she's got a good thing going. Hopefully, so, we'll see her in NXT soon. Hopefully, I hope Hopefully. so too. We, you know, any interview we have of these indie wrestlers, I'd love to see them in NXT mm-hmm. or Ring of Honor or yeah 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 anywhere yeah. where they can make money. And Lucha Underground season two is coming up. Okay. I don't have El Rey Network. I, I actually enjoyed what I saw of that. I don't I really have Pop. Do. I don't have Comet. I don't have Pop, so I'm not going to be able watch to watch TNA their, anymore. I would watch some of their stuff on Facebook because uh, they post some of their matches to Facebook and stuff and some of the segments and everything. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I saw. You know, It was different. It was a different take on a wrestling show, you know? I I like the uh, Mexican soap opera filter they put, you know, on the segments <laughs> and stuff. I thought that was, I, 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 as cheesy as it was, it was different, you know. So right. it made me pay attention, you know. So I thought it was pretty cool, pretty funny, and uh, different, you know, grabs your attention. That angle with Vampiro 
and Pentagon Jr. Yes, the culmination <laughs> of that angle was incredible. That was that was that was very awesomely uh, put together, very well. Um, you know, I was not expecting it to end the way that it did. Right. That was, uh, you know, wow. You know, it, I, it's it, you were you were shocked by the end of a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Mike, who's your superstar of the week? Um, because there was nothing else going on, I'm going Seth Rollins. Because he has to be doing better than what Raw is doing right Ooh, now. Ooh, that's I like that. <laughs> so I, I was watching a video. Um, he's doing like five hours of rehab a day. Yeah, he's, on that he's leg. serious, yeah. man. He really you wants know, to come back. Yeah, so more power to him. Well, folks, we thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is if you subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a quick five star review and leave us a little comment. Let me know what we can do to get better. As always, we love talking to you guys. Thank you, Dan and Mike. Thank you, Amazon.com. Go visit that Amazon link at OversellPodcast.com. And we will talk to you next week.